welcome, welcome. It's episode one of It's Predestined the Podcast. <laughs> Check me out. Here I am. It was a long time coming. So, It's Predestined the Podcast is going to be a podcast about all things love, black, and mental wealth. And we're going to get through all of that through, you know knowledge seeking encouragement because encouragement is it's one of my gifts so I love to encourage and laughter lots and lots of laughter because laughing is legit one of my favorite things to do it's between that and travel travel's a close second because laughing is free (laughs) so I'm praying some people call me Capricia, some people call me Pre, some people call me Pre Pre, Precia, MMG, Pre, Preyonce, Pre Pre Andretti. I have mad aliases. Some, well, most <laughs> were self given, but they stuck, so I'm good with it. I'm a black woman, daughter, sister, friend encourager I think I'm hilarious like I don't know too many people that I think are more funny than me but you know everybody's entitled to their opinion but I'm hilarious like I said (laughs) Um, I'm a striver a thriver a mistake maker I try to be transparent, and that's definitely what I want to do on this show. I want to be open, no fraud, and just, you know what I mean, giving you what it is. But like I said, I try to be transparent. I try to be responsible. Adulting is, hmm, I'm I'm growing. (laughs) I'm learning. I didn't ask for adulthood. So I'm still navigating. I'm still, I'm just fresh out of trying to rebel against adulting. But I realized that I'm not rebelling against anyone but myself. So I've embraced it. And uh, I'm getting better, I guess. Doing my best at this adulting stuff. I'm growing every single day. And I'm intentionally trying to be the best version of me. You got to be intentional about it. You can't just sit and wait for it to happen or it won't happen. You have to be intentional about who you want to be and how you're going to get there. I really apologize to everyone that's been patiently waiting on this show. I know it was originally supposed to come out... uh, in February, then it was March, and here we are, finally. And I have to be honest, it was really rough because I had some technical issues, then I had personal issues, and it was just issues, issues. And I admit that I was feeling like super defeated after I lost my first edit, 
And it got to a point where I was like, well, maybe I'm just not even supposed to do it. Maybe this is not what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I had to take some time and decide if I was going to re-record, if I was even going to do the show. But eventually, you know, I got myself together, got out of my head, got out of my way, didn't succumb to the self-doubt. And here I am. And I'm thankful for all the people that, you know, listen to my craziness and my ridiculousness and all the issues and were there supporting me through those. I honestly decided to record again um, <laughs> in the middle of Walmart about, a, well, a few hours ago. I was, well, all day, all day, I was having, like, a charley horse in my foot. There was, like, this crazy charley horse, and it was, like, a mix between a charley horse, and then I kept having, like, these crazy, like, spasms and, like, pain shooting back and forth, like, up and down my foot. And I didn't know what the heck was going on. But me being me, I'm always... um very intentionally trying to give reason to things because everything happens for a reason. And I said to myself, I was like, you know what this means? This is, this is telling you that moving forward isn't always comfortable, isn't always fun, isn't always glamorous. Sometimes it's going to be a pain. Sometimes it's going to be a spasm. Sometimes it's going to be a Charlie horse. It's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to hurt moving forward and taking steps. Ain't that deep? (laughs) So after telling myself that, I was like, let me go home and record and stop playing these games. Trusting the process is hard sometimes. I live in Philly, so every day you see a billboard or a t-shirt or something that tells you to trust the process because that's what Philly is all about right now is trusting the process. But trusting the process is hard sometimes. It's very difficult to blindly trust things if you don't see something tangible or you can't feel it or you can't hear it or you can't see it it's hard to you know just trust that it's going to work I mean that's where faith comes in you know faith is the absence of fear and sometimes it's hard to not be scared yes I'm faithful. Yes, I love the Lord. Yes, I trust everything that he has for my life. But still, trusting the things that aren't seen, it's hard sometimes. And anybody that says that they just walk in faith without ever having any type of doubt, not even a shadow of it, I don't believe you. So yeah, my my little foot situation today um kind of helped me get back in the swing of trusting the process of my of my show, of my podcast. 
I put in so much work. I've put in months of work. And it's just like, why would you ever? Why would you work so hard on this and then just give up or not even try? That's not even me. It's not even me. So listen, I just feel like off the strength of that alone, y'all should... (laughs) Listen to this show and love this show. Yes, today I'm on by myself, but I have some of the best, brightest, most dope human beings on deck to be special guests on this show. And you don't want to miss the gems that I already know they're inevitably going to drop. You don't want to miss that. So you have to hang in there with me. I mean, I'll have some cool stuff to say here and there too, but I'm very committed to um, what I want this show to be, and that is, I want it to be fun, I want it to be decent, I want it to be dope, but on the larger scale, I want people to get something from it, anything from it, something. That's what success for this show looks like for me. So I'm going to bring some dope people on the show that have dope things to say and are amazing in their field and doing amazing things to bring light into this world. And speaking of amazing people, I understand it's not Black History Month anymore. I know that it's Women's History Month. Holla. But I love Black History Month. (laughs) So I'm still, even though the show is coming out in early March, I'm still going to do my Black History Month highlights. And anyway, I mean, it's Women's History Month. And I'm Black, so Women's History Month is just an extension of Black History Month. It's Black Women's History Month. So, there's that. I think it's crazy when people even um, allude to us not needing a Black History Month or we shouldn't have a Black History History Month anymore. To me, honestly, saying that is equivalent to saying all lives matter. Uh, what? And listen, if I was dating... All Eyes Matter would be a deal breaker. So, it would be like one of the first date questions. Like, so, what do you do? Why are you single? Are you close with your parents? Do you love the Lord? Do Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter? And they say all lives matter. I just got to get up and leave from the table. Pretty much. We still need a Black History Month because the reason why, you know, Carter G. Woodson felt as though we needed a Black History Month in the first place, well, Black History Week in the first place, is still the same reason. We're still oppressed. And the attempts to whitewash our history are still happening. I know you guys saw that, uh, 
that sculpture or I don't even know what to call it. Was it sculpture? I don't know. The Cleop it was supposed to be Cleopatra. That was a white lady. <laughs> Cleopatra was black. She lived in Africa. She was the queen of Egypt. She was not white. She's black. So that's just one of the millions of examples of them trying to whitewash our history. Still, we have to be out here representing and talking about our history because our history, first of all, even though they would like us to believe it, it didn't start with slavery. It didn't start with slavery. We are the creators of the most advanced civilizations the world has still not caught up with. Even with all the technology, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. They still haven't caught up. And they stole that from us. And they are still, still stealing from us. Culture vultures at an all-time high. They want everything we have. They want the way that we look. They want the way that we sound. They always have. And they try to take it right from up underneath us. They make it seem like when we do it or we have it or it's on us, it's worthless. Then they try to take it and make it theirs. And somehow then it becomes valuable. No, 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 no. No, 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 It's priceless with us. <laughs> I realized I said I was going to do the highlights, but I guess I'm just. Speaking my piece on why we still need it. But, I mean, representation matters. It matters. It matters seeing people that look like you doing amazing things when everything else around us, all the media and stuff, it tries to make us believe that we don't do things, that we haven't accomplished anything, and that's just not true. Every month is white colonizer history month. Our kids see them and hear about them and learn about them all year. All year. In the history books and social studies books now, they're actually saying that black people were here as indentured servants, which is the furthest from the truth. No, 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 no. We were brought here against our will, involuntarily. There's no representation of us in these classes. So if it takes us having a Black History Month where there's a month that's focused on us, I'm for it. I don't understand why anybody wouldn't be. Yeah, I agree with the premise that Black History is an Ameri- is American history, but we didn't choose to be Americans, for real, for real. Everyone else came here on their own for a shot of the, air quotes, American dream. But that dream that everybody came here for, that are still coming here for, it was built on the backs of slaves. Boom. I would drop my mic, but it costs too much. So yeah, like I said, I understand that I was originally supposed to talk about 
what my highlights were <laughs> this year, Black History Month. But I'm late. But I feel like I'm just going to move on. I'm going to get into like what the show was actually supposed to be out. Or if you, for whatever reason, I don't know why you wouldn't have seen it at this point. But if you have not seen Black Panther yet, spoiler alert. You should probably turn off this episode and go watch it five times. Back to back. I realized that at this point, it's been talked about at nauseum. Think pieces, blogs, podcasts. Everyone has talked about Black Panther. So, I mean, I'm not going to dissect it. I'm not going to mince it and chop it up, go scene by scene um, into everything that I saw that I felt had a deeper meaning. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to talk about, you know, the three main things that I felt resonated or were most important to me in the film. The things that stuck out to me. The first thing that I took from Black Panther, um, well, first of all, I thought it was a dope movie. I thought it was an amazing movie. I felt like it was relevant. And, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm the hugest Marvel or comic fan in general, but having black superheroes emerge i'm here for black lightning black panther i'm here for all of it okay yes but the first thing um that i took away from the movie was i liked the fact that there wasn't really a villain not that they intended for there not to be a villain because clearly killmonger was supposed to to be the villain that's how he was supposed to be painted but honestly I feel like as a black American I related the most to Killmonger even though you know they had to put certain stuff in there to like really push him into view of being the antagonist of the movie in Killmonger, I feel like I saw a lot of the black men that I know. Just as far as, you know, his intentions were good. He wanted to free his people. He wanted to use the resources. He wanted to use the vibranium to go out and free people from bondage. Even though a lot of people don't, don't even understand that they're not free in the first place. But he wanted to go liberate. How can you be mad at a man that wants to go help liberate the people that look like him? He lost his father. So he was abandoned twice, really. He lost his father. That was, in a way, abandonment. And then his uncle leaving him there to fend for himself. That was abandonment. And I feel like a lot of black men deal with, like, the anger and angst from, 
that narrative, just having to figure things out, figure out how to be a man on their own. I feel like that's where a lot of his good intentions were kind of lost or fell by the wayside because, yes, the things that he wanted, they were positive. The things that he wanted, they were dope. But he was operating out of a pace. uh, He was operating out of a place of pain. And that kind of mucks things up. It, It gets things muddy and messy. Because, yes, you can accomplish things, but accomplishing things from a place of love and positivity, it always has a better outcome than letting pain and, you know, negative emotions and revenge and things like that fuel what you're trying to do, fueling your movement. Plus, I love that Killmonger wasn't conflicted. Like, he wasn't unsure of himself. He knew what he wanted. Even though he was operating off of negative emotions, he didn't waver. He stayed himself. He His beliefs stayed firm throughout the entire movie. His plan was clear. His intentions and what he wanted to do for his people, it was clear. Even at the end when he was dying and he was like, no, you're not going to put me in a cage. I'd rather die than, you know, be put in bondage. Like my ancestors, they knew that. And I don't know why, but that part of the movie just kind of made me think of Beloved. And like how, um, like she killed her kids, like sliced her kids up. Because she knew that death for them, she would rather have death for them than have them go into, be sold into, or grow up into slavery. So, I mean, I can honestly say that I respected Killmonger throughout the movie. Aside from, you know, how he was moving and how he was treating people. That's the only thing that really made him have to be the antagonist in the movie. And T'Challa, that's just self-explanatory. He was the Black Panther. He was raised for the role. He trained all his life. You know, he fell and reemerged to save his people from Killmonger. And he had a good heart. So, I just feel like, like I said, I don't feel like there was a real villain The second thing that I loved about the movie was there wasn't any narrative of a damsel in distress. And I loved that. All the images of black women, they were all strong, powerful. They were warriors. They were royalty. They were scientists. They were making things happen. They weren't waiting around for men to save them. They weren't the downfall of the protagonist. They weren't in the way. They weren't anyone's downfall. And I really loved that about the Black Panther movie. Black women were protecting the land. They were warriors. Shuri, she was into science. She was the head of the technology and all of the with all the vibranium of the 
of all Wakanda. She was lit. Just like the black women that are around me, that are in my circle, that I see every day. Adding, building, creating, innovating. Representation is so important. And I just feel like that was a very important thing for little black girls to see. Shoot, adult black women to see. Because we get so beat down and, you know, kind of battered with people's, with other people's perceptions of us and what they think we are that we're not at all. We're brilliant. We're capable. We're strong. We're warriors. We're protectors of everything and everyone around us, even the people and situations that treat us the worst. We root for everybody. We protect everybody. We show up for everybody, even when no one shows up for us. And lastly, the thing that I took away from um, Black Panther was just the concept of vibranium and how... um, Even like what I was talking about earlier in the episode with just us always sharing our resources and just trying to imagine what it would look like if we didn't allow people to steal our stuff. You know, if we didn't allow them to steal our stuff and we didn't share it willingly, what would would things even look like? Our contributions are limitless and we're still contributing. We're constantly building, we're constantly growing, we're constantly giving. And I just like that Wakanda gave a a image or something to reflect on um, about like what it would look like if we didn't share, we didn't give, or we didn't allow our things to be stolen, our culture, our our minds, our inventions, our discoveries. That's all food for thought. Like I said, I really didn't want to dive too, too deep into the movie because I feel like everyone has already pretty much read or saw or watched (laughs) in some some way everything that could be said about the movie and I hope everyone has gone to see it at this point it's reached a billion dollars in sales which I think is amazing and I definitely encourage everyone to also go out and support A Wrinkle in Time and support all black-owned businesses and all black endeavors or any type of movement that you believe in that you can get behind, get behind it, especially if the people look like you. And even if you don't have the best experience, instead of bashing them or making a Facebook post or throwing it on your Insta snap. Have a conversation. Communication goes a long way. Let them know how your experience was, what you didn't necessarily like, what they could 
possibly do better in a constructive way. Do it out of a loving place, letting them know that you want them to win. And the experience you had just wasn't what you expected and let them know how they can do better and give them another chance. And if they still don't get it right, well, I'm not saying just don't go to anyone else that looks like you. Go to somebody else that looks like you. A lot of people do a lot of the same thing. A lot of different markets are saturated right now. So if you're not getting what you want from one person, it's okay to go to somebody else. But don't just say that you're just not going to shop or support Black-owned business because of one or two bad experiences. That just doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And I realized earlier, I said I was at Walmart when my foot hurt. And that is a whole lot because I don't even like Walmart. I was in Target which doesn't make it all that better either. But I was in Target. Target is still way better than Walmart. Supporting the people that look like you is good for your mind, your body, and your soul. Which segues into my very last segment of the show. Um, Yeah, clearly this is the first show, so I'm going to be playing around with different concepts and stuff, but... Um, I think I'm gonna like this one. And if you guys like it, let me know if you don't or you have any suggestions. I'm so open to criticism. It's almost unnatural how open to criticism I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I was saying, this last part is going to be mind, body, and soul, where I'm going to give a tip and or a trick for all of the three um, mind, body, and soul. So for this week, my mind tip or trick is basically a plug for therapy. <laughs> Listen, prayer and meditation is great. It's awesome. But sometimes you need something more and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It means that you understand that your mental health is as important as your physical health. If you had a cut on your arm and blood was gushing out, you would get medical attention. If you can tell that something's not all the way there or you're feeling a little off mentally, you should go get some attention. Or even if there's not anything wrong, you can go get therapy to learn coping mechanisms and different, uh, you know, techniques to keep everything good. So when you are tested or when you are faced with a situation that in any other, you know, whatever, it would shake you up, you'll have those techniques already in the bag to pull them out and use them and keep your day moving without one little incident completely ruining your day. Even if you feel like you don't want to go to traditional therapy, there are there are now apps you can use. There are 
therapy sessions you can get through text messages. There are um, really dope like uh, meditation apps you can use. One that I just uh, signed up for is called Headspace. I'll let you guys know how I like it. I just started it. It seems really, really cool. I think I'm going to like it a lot, but I haven't had it long enough to really plug it, plug it. But you could try it out. It's called Headspace. So for my body tip, trick, (laughs) I'm working on my Queen of Wakanda body right now for my vacation I got coming up in May. I know how difficult it can be to stay consistent in the gym. I know that sometimes it'll take you a few times to get consistent. And I know sometimes we only stay consistent when we have something coming up. And we shouldn't be. We should be working on our health and fitness all year. But I know um, when I take a, a while off and then I go back... Sometimes I'm a little confused (laughs) and I don't know where really to start or what to do. And having a trainer is super dope. But sometimes we can't necessarily afford them or we haven't been able to like really build it in our schedule to how we need it to be. And you don't really want to waste anyone's time. And you don't want to waste your own. So what I've done to kind of like kickstart myself is I've been using um, Pinterest, actually. I've been using Pinterest. I have a whole fitness board and it has different circuits and exercises. And it's been extremely helpful, extremely helpful because uh, it has different posts that curtail to different parts of your body because even if you only have one part of your body that you really want to work on you still shouldn't neglect the rest of it you need to do full body workouts just makes sense I'll actually post some of the workouts on my IG so you guys can see and I know a really good personal trainer, so I'm going to reach out to her and see if I can get her on the show sometime soon. So look out for that. So it'll be like, instead of a body tip and trick, it'll be like a whole body show. And then for the soul, um, I always have to plug my Bible app because I really love it. I really love my Bible app because I can always go on there and find a reading plan. And the reading plans, uh, they're themed. So whatever I'm going through or however I'm feeling or whatever I, I need, I can always go and find a Bible plan that's going to satisfy me and completely satiate me and get me back. To whatever that is. And even if it's not like something's wrong, it definitely fills me. It nurtures, it nourishes my soul for sure. Other than the Bible app, which I will also post on the show's IG page, um, I really love, um, it's another podcast, Oprah's Super Soul Conversations. 
listen, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just really great. (laughs) So I would suggest checking that out. Definitely. Even the episodes that I thought I wasn't going to get anything from, that I couldn't relate to the person that she was speaking to, that they couldn't possibly have anything to say that would enrich my life in any kind of way. Those were the ones that I would get something from. And it surprised me, but that just goes to show that you can really get something from anywhere. If you pay attention and listen and you're open to actually receiving it. So, wow. Look at that. Episode one. Finished. (laughs) I did it. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. If you guys really, if y'all knew, gosh, right now, I feel good. Well, I'll be better once I edit and don't lose it and actually post it. But (laughs) so this is episode one. Definitely go follow the podcast. Um, The IG name is at it's I-T-S. P-R-I-D-E-S-T-I-N-E-D underscore the podcast and feel free to DM me, email me, or yeah, just email me or DM me. <laughs> I mean, if you have my number, you can call me, whatever. Um, But yeah, hit me up with any comments, suggestions, um, listener questions. My DMs are definitely open for listener questions. And if you want to remain anonymous, that's completely fine. It's time for me to go to bed. That's completely fine. I'll definitely keep you anonymous. So, that's it. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Bye, guys. Yeah, yeah.